0: Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics.
1: You are listening to episode 16. My name is Maddie.
0: My name is Vivian. And we will go straight into our news. Uh, What have you got for us, Vivian? So we're going to start with a bit of a sad story. Uh, It's a bit of an ongoing story with everything that's been happening with the drug-related deaths. At uh, music festivals in New South Wales. So, <clears throat> this is an article from Music Feeds, written by Emmy Mack, and it says: FOMO festival teen died after panic swallowing three caps when she saw police. Inquest hears. So it says the first two days of a coronial inquest into a drug-related deaths at New South Wales music festivals over summer have yielded some disturbing revelations. To start with. The court heard yesterday that Central Coast teenager Alex Ross King's fatal overdose at Sydney's FOMO Festival back in January was tragically avoidable, with her friend saying the 19-year-old panic swallowed three caps of MDMA out of fear of getting in trouble after she saw sniffer dogs. So another thing they heard was, uh, meanwhile, in the case of 23-year-old Joseph Pham, who died after overdosing at last year's DEFCON 1 dance festival, the inquest today heard that the critically ill teen was forced to wait an hour before being transferred to hospital by ambulance. As The Guardian reports, Dr. Andrew Bashara was managing two significant patients, including a psychosis post MDMA ingestion and an asthma attack, when Pham arrived at the medical tent at about 7:34 p.m. Despite recognition that he needed an urgent hospital transfer, an ambulance wasn't ready to take him to the uh, ER until 8:35 p.m. Bashara was one of just two event medical services doctors on hand at the sold-out 30,000 capacity event at the time, and he admitted that there was lack of coordination between EMS staff and New South Wales ambulance. So, Maddie, what do you think about
1: that? Is insane. Everything? Just the fact that, like, the second one, like, he had to wait an hour...
0: Yeah, before to be being...
1: That wasn't, like, an hour to the hospital. It was an hour to get an ambulance yep. to the hospital. It's so bad. It's it... ridiculous. And two, what, two medical staff for, for 30,000 30, people.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just horrifying to hear that, honestly. Because when you go to a music festival, you well really when you go to anything of that size you would expect you know they have
1: they have a duty of care yeah. to
0: like yeah.
1: be able to look after that many people
0: mm-hmm.
1: like sufficiently and it- you would expect like if you're attending that event that they have like planned for those type of situations and clearly there needs to be way more
0: like um energy put into organizing yeah, these things yeah definitely especially because when when people are, you know, people are so aware of what goes on at these music festivals to assign two people to look after potentially 30,000 people. You know, like the article said before, um, he was already dealing with someone de- with psychosis post yeah, taking drugs. That is insane. That is insane for, you know, one person at in a small tiny medical tent at a music festival to take on, mm. you know. I'm sure he would feel so guilty. Yeah, imagine the pressure
1: that those yeah. two medical staff would be under. Mm. Like, just to... like what, And what was the other... They had, like, an asthma attack or something? Yeah,
0: an asthma attack, yeah. Yeah. Like... Which is so much to deal with,
1: yeah. you know? Like, like, there's a person over here who's, like, losing their mind. This guy yeah. can't breathe. Mm. And then you've got someone who's, like... his.
0: Yeah, so um, the guy that came in, his jaw was wide shut. And, and he from was all taking, stiff. Yeah, he and, was all stiff and everything. Like...
1: I couldn't imagine that situation unfolding in front of me. Like it's
0: it's so horrifying, and and you know, going back to the first person who took the drugs because she saw sniffer dogs because she she panicked. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's so horrifying. Tragic. It is. It really is.
1: Like you have to like be worried about like the whole police presence at these types of events and stuff and what that sort of energy is Mm -hmm. like transferring onto the people who go like we've got such like it's so focused on like the fear of getting caught and Mm -hmm. rather than doing things safely because let's be honest everyone who goes to these festivals well not everyone but there's a vast majority of people who are going to take drugs yeah whether there are police there or not it's gonna happen so you may as well do something To manage that, manage it appropriately, and help if those people, like, get into trouble. Because a lot of them, like, know their limits. I would assume because they've done it before. And, but things go wrong, obviously. Yeah. And I think there need to be precautions in place to, like, Mm, rather than just two medical staff there. Yeah, hundred percent. So I don't
0: know. It's it's a big big issue at the moment. So, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what else comes from this inquest. But we're going to head into the next news story. Maddie, what have you got for us?
1: I have yet another update on Woodstock. Oh, no. Another one. Oh, no. Okay, so this is an article by Damien Jones from NME. Uh, Woodstock 50 has been denied a permit for a new venue. Oh, gosh. <laughs> organisers of Woodstock 50, the 50th anniversary commemoration of the iconic 1969 festival, have been denied a permit for a new venue. Last month, organisers applied for a permit to hold the event at Vernon Downs in upstate New York, east of Syracuse. The site features a racino, a combined racing, and racing track and casino, oh. as well as a hotel and a horse racing track. The initial venue for Woodstock 50 Watkins Glen International Raceway pulled out of the festival in May. The new permit has now been denied, reports Variety. According to Oneida County Administrator Anthony Picente Jr., the promoters have five days to appeal the decision, but, quote, what they have submitted to date has not met any of the requirements. He added that the likelihood of the festival happening is highly unlikely. Oh wow! Yet another fork in the road for Woodstock.
0: This is not
1: good, Maddie.
0: Mate, this is—it's <laughs> is a train this, wreck
1: at this point.
0: Is this even going to happen? At this I don't point? think. So. I think it's supposed to be on in August. Yeah. which is next, next month. month. <laughs> that is <laughs> They've terrifying. They've got a month to find a venue. That's that's and terrifying. Organize things. This yeah. is oh this God. is looking like to be another fire festival. Honestly, I think so. I
1: hope. I hope for the sake of everyone who attends that it doesn't yes end up like Fire Festival or that it just doesn't happen.
0: I think it should I would happen.
1: much rather like nothing happen yep. than it turning out like that. Yeah. Because that would just be another disaster.
0: And I hope for the sake of all the acts that were sort of signed on to do Woodstock mm. that maybe they're a little bit smarter and sort of seeing this pattern <laughs> For these things going wrong, that they might be like, ah, I think I might consider my options. Yes, maybe it's time to step back and wait because, yeah, yeah it's the. I mean, in a way, I feel really bad for for the organizers of Woodstock because yeah. it's just been a constant like
1: beat down yeah cause it, but it's like it was such a good idea it was it's really it just sad. hasn't
0: worked out for them which is such a shame it is it's so sad especially with all the like amazing acts that were lined up to perform but yeah it's yeah well watch this space and we will we will continue we'll
1: continue to update you on the saga that is woodstock <laughs> and if it actually goes
0: ahead or not yes we will we will keep you guys updated <laughs> In more festival news... yes. Yeah, so In the, the last news story we have uh, is Falls Festival. So this is also coming from Music Feeds, and it's written by Emmy Mac again. So, Falls Festival 2019-2020 dates announced. Prepare your calendars, because the 27th annual Falls Festival is going down at the end of the year, and organisers have just revealed the dates and locations for 2019-2020. So it says... Punters will return to Lawn, Victoria, Marion Bay, Tasmania, Byron Bay, New South Wales and Fremantle, Western Australia between December and January and you can catch all the dates uh, down below. So these are the dates now. So from the Saturday, the 28th of December to Tuesday, the 31st, it'll be in Lorne. Uh, from Sunday, the 29th of December to Monday, the 30th, it'll be in Marion Bay. And from the 31st to the 2nd of January, it'll be in Byron Bay. And from the 4th of January to the 5th, it'll be in Fremantle. So,
1: yay, the dates. All of you Falls Festival goers.
0: Yes. You have dates now. And uh, typically in past years, the lineup has been announced in August. So uh, we'll, whenever it gets announced, we will let you guys I'm know. sure we'll
1: definitely have thoughts about that.
0: Yes. <laughs> Maddie and I, we're sort of secretly... Hoping slash wishing that Miss Halsey because <laughs> it has been rumored. It has been rumored that she's coming, so we'll see. We will wait and see and we'll update you guys. So that brings us to the end of our news segment. So before we go into uh talking about the songs that we've been listening to this week, we encourage you to pause the podcast. Go down to the description and listen to the Spotify or YouTube playlist just so you guys know what we're talking about with each of these songs and you guys can actually understand each point that we make. So, yes, we're going to go he- straight into Song of the Week. And Maddie, you're going to kick us off with my boys, the with Jonas your boys.
1: Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, my Song of the Week is from the Jonas Brothers. However, it was not a song written by them. So, I know, shock horror. Um, People don't write their own songs. What? What? (laughs) No, so there's this show on NBC, I think, in America. It's called Songland. And it's only recently started, I believe, like in May or something of this year. And basically the whole concept is there are like a couple of songwriters and they sort of team up with artists and they have songs to, like, give them. And then, like, whichever one's the best, I think, wins for that yeah. week. And then it gets, like, released as a song. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Jonas Brothers were on an episode and they got teamed up with this producer called Abel Hart, is mm-hmm. his name. And he wrote the song, Green Light. And it is such a cool song. It's a very cool song. I love song. it so much. It's very, like, to me, it doesn't really sound like a Jonas Brothers song. No. It sounds like... Like Nick solo stuff, yeah. Because I was very into his like um, Nick Jonas's solo Mm -hmm. albums and things. It sounds like something that he would make sort of by himself, because it's a lot more produced and like less reliant on like live instruments and guitars and things. Even though they're in there, Mm -hmm. it's just not really like the focal point as it would be, say, in like their newest album. Yeah, as the Jonas Brothers, but it's still like a really really good catchy song. Um, it's got this really cool, um, beat throughout it and, like, they sing in their falsetto a lot, which, as I have mentioned previously, is my weakness. It's very Um, pretty when they do. So good. It is so nice. so good. But, yeah, they do it so well. Um, but, yeah, overall, just a really catchy, like, tune.
0: It's, it's also just a really quality, like the production and even the lyrics and everything sort of how it comes together it's got a very high quality to it mm. which is really cool because of you know how it was made and everything so yeah. um i think that like definitely adds to sort of like the element absolutely yeah. yeah and
1: like something that is really cool about sort of like the like the melody of the song it's very jumpy yeah like it um like there's these huge big like skips in the melody Mm. to like these really high and low notes but it doesn't sound like it's difficult to do no they just like they make it sound they make it sound so easy yeah but like those jumps to like pitch perfectly aren't Mm. like easy to do but they've done it and yeah the production again is such high quality and it's just a really good tune um, it's so a bop it is definitely a certified bop <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so green light by the jonas brothers written by abel hart um is my song of the week so what's
0: yours viv so my song of the week is uh it's a little bit of a slow one uh so it's bluebird of happiness by mojave three i don't know if that's how you pronounce it will find out. Gonna, literally, that's only the only time I'm gonna say it. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna ignore it for the rest of the time. Yes, but uh, basically, this band is a supergroup of a bunch of British sort of uh, musicians from like the early 2000s, late 90s, and this song. There's only one way that I can describe it, and I would say it is like this: country, atmospheric, just beautiful. Song, <laughs> and I know that's not very descriptive. That is the weirdest, like, and bunch of, of words yes. put together that you've ever heard. But the reason why I say it is country is because, uh, first off, throughout the song, it's very, very stripped back. For the most of it, you've only got the vocals with a very soft acoustic guitar sort of playing, yeah. and the lyrics are quite repetitive they it's sort of like the same couple of lines over and over again but what really shines is I guess the atmospheric element of the song where you've got these really beautiful country guitar slides in the background yeah you've got these beautiful nature sounds sort of coming in (laughs) and you just feel it just hits you right in the feels that's what I said to Maddie when I played her song depressing but in a good way yeah it's yeah exactly (laughs) it makes you feel happy even though you're depressed yes because the lyrics are quite sad it's talking about that you got to find your way back home and the way that the lead singer sings it's very sort of like got this country twang to it which is you know so so beautiful um but the song is nine minutes so can we put up with for <laughs> nine minutes? I only heard the first three, so, so we'll see. <laughs> for the first three minutes, it is that very sort of atmospheric uh, element to it. But after that, there's a bit of like a musical breakdown where they add in some percussion. But it's still very much stripped back. I just think it's one of those songs that you can just get so easily lost in and you just put it on and you can just lie down. And just appreciate every single element that comes yeah. through. Yeah, so beautiful. Uh, and it's interesting, I also heard it, the, how I came across it was I heard it on an episode of Big Little Lies, the TV show. And when they played it in the TV show, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it was very fitting for that scene. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it made me sort of see the song as like the perfect song for just like sitting around and just you know, being with your thoughts yeah, and your feels. Very introspective. Yes. Love that. Yes. Okay. So that is my song of the week, Bluebird of Happiness by Mojave 3. So um, I'm going to go straight into Under a Rock now and I'll kick us off. So we've got December by Neck Deep. Now this Neck Deep are a pop punk band. And they're from Wales, which is really interesting when you listen to their music because you don't would not have guessed it know, at all. You don't think they're from Wales, <laughs> uh, but it's it's very cool. So this song, it's very much within the pop punk genre in terms of lyrics and the way that it's sung, but it's very acoustic and it's very stripped back, which what you know really sort of perked my interest. I'll say yes when yeah. <laughs> when I heard it. Um, but also what I really, really like about this song is the storytelling element to it. Mm -hmm. Um, in the verse, the way it's really hard for me to explain as is with most things in this podcast, (laughs) but in the verses, the lead singer, the way he writes his sort of sings his lyrics, sorry. It's really interesting how he puts certain words together. Like he, he in the first verse, for example, he rhymes so many words together that you wouldn't think would fit well yeah. with rhyming. But he, he does it so well and you kind of just like you sit there, and you're like, Okay, how did how did you think of this word? To go here. But it sounds so cool.
1: <laughs> just but it, sit
0: there and just in awe of like yes. how these words fit. Yeah, it's just I've always been a fan of that, like just really sort of, uh, taking a different approach to songwriting. Um, but yes, again, it's quite a sad song. It's, it's a breakup song, essentially. Are you really depressed right now? (laughs) Is that why you're giving us all of these sad songs? I don't know what's wrong with me, Maddie, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful song, and when I played it for Maddie, uh, the first thing she picked up on was the, the accent. Yes, yeah. Look,
1: (laughs) um... (laughs) I really like the song. Yes. And I was listening to it and I got about halfway through it and I was like, okay, it's getting a bit old. Like the really, really exaggerated American, like punk, pop punk sort like, of thing, yeah. Accent was like grating on me a little bit, but not enough that I wanted to turn the song off because it was really good. And that's a positive thing. Exactly. If you can get me to listen to a whole song where I'm annoyed by how the singer like <laughs> sings, that's
0: a win. Yes, <laughs> I, I see <laughs> so this as a win. win. <laughs> yes, but it's yeah the the whole pronunciation thing is was off putting for me at first as well because when I first heard of the band, I assumed they were American. I was like, okay, yeah, this maybe they're just some you know sort of smaller uh, American pop punk band, but no, I looked them up and they're from Wales. And it just threw me off And they don't sound like it at all (laughs) No, (laughs) and it's, you know, the whole sort of American accent exaggeration It's very prominent in so many pop punk bands So it's not surprising Yeah. But I definitely understand where you're coming from, my friend Yep Yes (laughs) I was like, okay, that's enough Thank you (laughs) You can stop now
1: Um, oh, no, it's good. Definitely good. Check it out.
0: Yes, definitely check out the song December by Neck Deep. So, Maddie, what's your Under a Rock this week?
1: Under a Rock for me um, is another sort of slow acoustic one. Um, it's called Sweet Dreams by Sunny. Um, and I'd never heard of this singer before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been releasing music for a while now. But I came across this track called "Sweet Dreams" um, a while ago, and I've just been listening to it nonstop because mm. it's so pretty. Like basically, like the whole thing is just like vocals and acoustic guitar. Like there's nothing really much to it. Mm. Um, it's just like this, you know, um, sweet like pop tune like. You know about love and loss and yeah. whatever. It's like the like all the chorus, the yush. all the huge, yeah. <laughs> like you know the the chorus line is like, I still have sweet dreams of you and I, you know, mm. and I never want to wake up like that type thing. And it's just like really pretty, um, really basic, but yeah, I don't know, just something about his mm. voice just makes me keep listening to it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the interesting element. It's the fact that it is his voice. It's not just a straightforward acoustic sort of song where yeah. it's like in no- there's nothing sort of interesting about it that you can sort of pick out and say this is the best part about the song. Yeah. Because when he played it for me his voice is wow. Standout. out. It like is. it's
1: so rich. It is yeah. And like soulful but so soft at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And that balance between I think like the richness of his voice and like how sweet yeah it sounds mm. is just yeah I love it so much.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful song.
1: Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I've been singing along to it in my car all day, every day. Bopping along. Bopping along, having a nice little (laughs) (laughs) sing-along. But yeah, it's a really gorgeous song. um, And I really recommend listening to him because his runs are... Mm. Like, they're not overstated either. Like, I hate when... See, I love a good run. Yeah. But if you do way too much like Mm, it just ruins it yeah but like he's got like again it's all about balance like Mm -hmm. knowing how to show off what your voice can do but just like not going too far and i think that's something that he knows how to do really well so agreed yeah shout out to sunny shout Um, out to sunny (laughs) which is my under a rock for this week Uh, his track (laughs) sweet dreams um and so that brings us to caught my ear yes um i will start with mine so, it's a cover for the first time ever. I haven't talked about any covers yet on yeah.
0: the podcast, yes, I Yes, you have. Have I? Yes, you have. No, you
1: have. You have. Have I? Here comes the sun. Oh, you're so right. Ignore everything that I have just <gasps> said.
0: Gosh, Maddie forgot. Oh, my God. I've, we've been doing <laughs> this for
1: too long now. No. no. Well,
0: well okay.
1: Ignore that. Um, so, my <laughs> song is by... I don't know how you say it. I'm really confused. Just look at the playlist and click on it and listen to it. Because yes. I don't know how to say it. Yes. But um, it's a cover of Sunflower uh, by Post Malone. Ugh. And <laughs> as you can tell from um, that gorgeous sigh from Vivian, um, she doesn't really like the song that much. And to be honest, I don't really like the song that much either. However, this cover of it, Is see, I basically describe it as it's what the song should sound like if it was sung properly. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, the original version is very auto tuned and like monotone rapped, and you know, all that. But this one, like, again, it's not like fantastic because of the way that the song is written. Like, the melody as it is, is very, very hard to work with. Exactly. Because there's not much there. However, um, the way that um, this guy sings it is just phenomenal. Like, Mm. his voice is insane. And it's very stripped. I think it's just, like, um, the vocals and... Like an acoustic guitar the whole way through, mm. like and there's some like backing vocals obviously when it builds a little bit later, but it doesn't build too much because there's not really anywhere to go. In exactly, the
0: song. and that's my issue with it. When you <laughs> look, I when you said that your song, your caught in my ear this week was Sunflower. I honestly, it's probably the first time where I, you know, sort of was like, I am not gonna like. You were so yeah. I was. I just. I really don't like the song, the original song. I'm not really a fan of Post Malone, and you know, it's just not for me. But when you did play it, I definitely picked out some positive elements. That's good. I liked the guitar. I really liked that chorus effect that's on it. It really sort of added another interesting element. And like you said, his voice is very nice. (laughs) But (laughs) again, but. (laughs) And it suffers from the same thing that the uh, the original suffers from, and that is what you said. It does not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And by the time it got to the second chorus in this cover, I was just like, okay, where are we going to go? Because if it's just going to be another repeat, I don't want to listen to this anymore. That's kind of where my thinking was. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not anything on this cover. It's because of the original song and, like you said, how it's written. Yeah, exactly. So... That's my thoughts. Yeah, it's
1: nothing against the actual no. artist because, again, voice is his voice phenomenal. Is incredible. runs are amazing. Like yeah. he's got gorgeous vocal tone, and he just like his phrasing mm. is really good too. And to know how to like phrase something really well when there's not much, yeah, like building in the background mm. is like a skill. Yeah, and yeah, very very good. But just the song as it is written, is not much to go off. But it's still really, really pretty. It's definitely if you better. Like, if yeah. you like the original, I don't know if you'd like this or not.
0: I See, that's the interesting thing. I don't, because I don't like the original, I would prefer listening to this. Yeah. But I think, like you just said, I think people who like the original probably wouldn't like the cover. No, because it doesn't have that sort of trap like, yeah, beat exactly. to it. at at all yeah
1: I feel like the people who listen to the original like it for different reasons yes and all of those reasons are not in this song (laughs) so I guess you've got on the one hand one for those people and then you've got another version for the people who hate the original (laughs) yes exactly there you go yin and yang (laughs) of the sunflower (laughs) of the sunflower (laughs) oh my gosh anyway so yeah that's so good that is my caught my ear for this episode
0: Uh, what have you got for us Yes, so my caught my ear this week is Mercury by Block Party. So Block Party, they're an English uh, indie rock band. They've been around for years now. And I love their debut album, Silent Alarm. I listen to that album on repeat constantly. Uh, Every single song on that album is just such a gorgeous, such a gorgeous song. So, um... When I listen to the other stuff, um, it's very experimental, and this song definitely falls under their more experimental stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's a lot more electronic, uh, it's got very weird samples throughout it, <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just very different, but it's very cool at the same time. And straight off the bat, the first line is, my Mercury is in retrograde," <laughs> which is... You know, we love all, all shout outs all you astrology queens. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, which you know, when you hear it, you can just sort of tell where the song is going to go.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's it sets the tone.
0: It really does for the rest of it, and you're just like, all right, strap in, let's go. Yes, and where it's are really we cool because when it starts, uh, when the lead singer starts sort of singing that line, it's then cut up, and then you hear this electronic beat come in, and you're like, oh, okay, we're going for a ride, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are we going? <laughs>
1: We're going to Mercury, <laughs> that's where we're going.
0: Yeah, um, and the actual song talks about, like, sort of, um, I guess, bad luck, you know, Mercury's a in again sort of, uh, the lead singer's love life, and, you know, personal life, work life, everything's just not going well. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but what I... Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Big mood. <laughs> Big mood. Um... But it's cool because, uh, like I said before, what complements like these really sort of I guess like edgy lyrics is the really interesting samples. You've got like these weird like yelps in there from the yeah. vocalist, like these really sort of like horn, um, just like random horn bits in there. And then like what really ties it together is like this underlying bass line that comes in every time that main Mercury line is sung. So it kind of yeah. gives
1: it a little bit of like a, a chorus. There's a bit of a structure in
0: there. In, but in a sense. Apart from that, not, not much. Exactly. But I guess that's part of its charm, in in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's for sure. just yeah I think the the musical sort of aspect of it just uh, outlines the lyrical content, which is just <laughs> like, everything's a mess. Here you so go. Is the song. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that's that's definitely part of its charm, and yeah, it's just such a cool song to, like, listen to when, you know, you're just in a bit of a mood, you're just, yeah. you're not happy one with of those things. of yeah. Yeah, you're just, yeah, exactly. When you're down in a funk, and you just want to wallow a little bit, but you don't want to be sad, you yeah. kind of want to bop a little bit. Chuck on this one. Yeah, Chuck on Mercury by Block Party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our recommendation if you're feeling a little bit funky, but... don't want to cry yes
0: exactly (laughs) this is the perfect song for that mood yes so uh that brings us to the end of this episode sadly thank you so much for listening this episode has been a train wreck (laughs) it has been a ride so thank you for sticking with us if you've come this far you're a legend yes exactly um so you can check us out on apple spotify castbox stitcher and a bunch of other podcast services. We try to make sure that we're available to as many services as possible.
1: Yeah, uh, let us know what you thought about the songs that we chatted about this episode. Uh, we always love hearing your thoughts and um, seeing whether you agree with us or disagree. Yes. You know, having differing opinions is what makes music beautiful and interesting and what full of makes different things. the world things. go round. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know what you reckon. Um, if you have any songs to recommend... Uh, for us to listen to we would love to hear them um you know give us a dm comment whatever you'd like um let us know what you've been listening to this week and we'll definitely have a chat about it on the podcast um you can follow us on all of our social media um facebook instagram and twitter at caught my ear pod and we will be back next monday with a new episode see you then bye guys